This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This rules take a cue from the old-school games of yore and combine them with a stripped-down but easy-to-understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from superpowered menaces, the Survive This system is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at bloatgames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloat Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard. The OSR podcast about stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Nice sunny day out there and all that good stuff. Got a week of, well, little gaming coming up anyway. You know, I'm, as usual, I'm driving myself crazy around here. Because I'm home and I don't like doing online GMing and... I'd like to, because I want to see people, but that's, you know, we all have that problem, so I shouldn't really go on about it. Today, I wanted to talk about rule sets and the rigidity, and it's mainly going to be about Dungeons and Dragons, as you, <laughs> big surprise, right? Um, because it could be applied to other role-playing games Being a student of the OSR, or somebody who plays OSR games, who has played them a long time, I, as you know, I have a problem with complication. I have a problem with things from like 3rd edition of D&D on, because things tend to get more codified. Which is funny, say, which is funny for me saying that because of I've, the experience I've had with 1st edition where everything is codified, but there was a difference. And I'll tell you what that difference is. The difference being, we would ignore stuff in the books. And I think people should ignore stuff in books all the time, just to make things more palatable and easier for you to run. Now, here's the, here's the rub. Uh, things get more codified and things get harder to manipulate, harder, harder to house rule, harder, harder to tinker with. And I think rules, RPG rule systems are made to be tinkered. I don't care what edition it is or what game it is. I think you should be able to tinker because nobody's going to, nobody's, I hardly anybody is satisfied with rules as written. You know, it's the whole thing of the framework. It's supposed to be a framework of rules. I mean, you know, if you strip down basic D&D or first edition AD&D or second edition even, and you can only get, you get so far and then you have the bare bones of a system. And that's where you start. Now, from third edition onward, it gets harder to do that. It's way harder to do that. I 
don't even want to think about converting anything from third edition or fourth, maybe fifth. Fifth be, looks like it's easier. But the point I'm trying to say is I don't, it, it's like having a house of cards. These things are so intricately in, integrated into the rule system. You take one out, the whole thing collapses like a, a Jenga tower. And I've seen that happen because what happens is you change one thing, then you got to change two more, and then you got to change two more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've not done it myself, but I've seen it happen. I've heard the horror stories. So that's why I like a simpler rule set because you can tinker with it. Now, let's get back to first edition. I want to, because I remember first edition, as I discussed in a previous episode, Gary felt that he had to codify everything because one, to make it different from D&D for, for copyright reasons and money reasons, and two, to, so we can have codified rules for tournaments. Well, you know, I've seen tournaments at conventions. Yes, they, I mean, being a, being a, a member of the RPGA, I can see how they need a, little, a few more rules to codify certain things, but they don't need all that much. And they went overboard on it. He went overboard on it. I mean, look at all these these modules from the heyday that people like. A lot of them were tournament modules, and, and some of them really need some work to flex them out. Because you can tell it was a tournament module. They're worrying about points and scoring and all that other stuff. And this is why first edition... For the reasons I gave, this is why first edition is the way it is, and this is why also why we have things like Osric, that's a rewrite of it to help people understand. And so, when first edition was there, us old grognards learned the fine art of changing things and ignoring what Gary said, because. If you look through the books and you know anything about old school game or anything about gaming for that matter, you can look through these books and say, okay, you don't need that. You don't need that. When was the last time I used overbearing in a game? And not only not only that, but something like, you know, this is, an, uh, this is a rule that, you, you know, you, you're not going to run across very, you're not going to run across it very often. And at the same time, if you're talking about something overbearing and unarmed combat, it sucks. It really does. It really, it really, it's not a good way to do it. Uh, and that, that's a prime example of house ruling right there. You, can, you look at it and say, I could do better than that. And you come up with your own thing. I came up with my own thing. I don't think there's any set of unarmed combat rules in any edition of D&D that were any good. I, I just I don't. So you, you come up with something else. Say you want to add black powder to your campaign. Now, one only one book I know of the TSR published has that in there. The hardback Forgotten Realms Adventures. And, you know, it, it kind of works. But I've come up with it. It's, it's not only if it were even if it works you could probably come up with something simpler. I'm always about simpli simplification because I love making... See, that's the thing. I like rulings, not rules. That's why I like the simpler systems 
because I love coming up with something on the fly, and if it works, adding it to my game. I'm just that way. I like to improvise. I like to do that kind of thing. And it makes it more of maybe not my game of D&D, but the group's game of D&D. This is how we play it. And if it, you know, and, you know, you got to be careful not to break the system always, but it's highly unlikely that you're going to break basic or first edition or even second edition. Second edition I love because it's modular. Practically everything is optional except for the base framework. And I have no problem throwing out things like, you know, non-weapon proficiencies or kits or something like that, just getting rid of them. I mean, look at Castles and Crusades. They stripped it down and they did a good job. Well, that was third edition. But in any case, it's modular. And I like that. What I don't like is what they took out because of the, the current situation at the time with the satanic panic and other things about renaming demons and you know do, doing stuff like taking out the monk and the assassin and the half-orc and such like that but what i like about it is i just grab my one books and throw them right back in okay everybody wants to play a monk here's the monk rules from first edition we're going to be doing this I know that I know later on in some supplements they brought back like the monk and things like that and the half orc. But I didn't I didn't really I didn't have those. So I just said, okay, we're just gonna go one E. That's why one E and two E blend so well. If you can blend a system like that, it's even even better. But anyway, I've gone off on my rant, so I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognargmail.com. Or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thanks again to my supporters, Jonathan Dorje Wendell, Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, Dan Gregg, Benjamin Brodell, Jason, John Allen Large, and Michael Tompkins. Thank you very much, guys. It's a lot of help. It really is. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.